Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. tuning in to episode number 72 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co-CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we're talking about how to hire a CFO for your business. When crucial, timely financial information you need for strategic decisions isn't prepared or available, you likely have reached the point that you need a CFO. But how do you do that if you don't have a multi-million dollar business? We're here to talk about how it may be easier than you think, so we're going to share some tips for you today. And helping me do that is Jamie Staley, partner here at PJS & Co. CPAs. How's it going? It's going great. We actually have the sun out today, so we're excited about that. We've had a few rainy days here in the Chicagoland area, so glad to see the sun in 60s today, so get outside a little bit and enjoy the weather. Awesome. And it's been a little bit since you've been on. I know you have a new addition to your family. We do. We uh, added four little paws. We have a new puppy in our midst. So that's been very exciting and keeping us, you know, busy and on our toes and up early and up late. And <laughs> she definitely enjoys the nicer weather. Again, part of part of the reason I know how the weather has been doing is because, you know, puppy doesn't like to go outside when it's rainy and cold. Yeah. <laughs> so can't get her energy out. So uh, when it's nice, I'm like, oh, it's great. We can like walk around the backyard and she'll get some fresh air and that t- tires her out. And then she, you know, is ready for a little nap. So yeah, it helps all part of our, our new daily schedule and routine. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, we'll have to do updates as far as like how puppy training is going. Maybe we should do a podcast episode. Oh, yes. That's a whole other endeavor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, I have my 12-year-old training the puppy, so. There we go. Maybe he can guest. (laughs) Yes. We'll we'll bring him on. I'm sure he'd love it. (laughs) All right. So let's get to the topic today. And I want to reference, before we get into the how to hire and moving forward, we talked about what a VCFO is, what a CFO does, all of those initial questions in the last episode, number 71, why you may need one, when your business needs a CFO, kind of those deciding factors of when that it's time to bring a CFO onto your leadership team. So if you have questions about what the answers to those questions are, go back and listen to the last episode, episode 71, or you can go to the show notes for that episode and read through it. That's at pjscpas.com forward slash 71. But today we're moving forward. You know, you've already decided, okay, it sounds like I'm at that point where I need someone in this role to help me. And we've actually put together a list of the top 10 questions that you should be asking before you hire a CFO. So when you're in that interview with a potential CFO, these are the top questions that will give you some insight into how it will be working with them. And that can be found at the show notes for this episode at pjscpas.com forward slash seven two. So what do we need to do when it comes to we've reached that deciding point? Yeah, well, it's interesting because as we were planning the outline for this podcast, I received some information from some dental organizations that I am part of because I have a lot of clients that are dental clients. And it was from the DEO guide. 
And it had to do with hiring and how to bring in that leadership team. And they, they had some questions that I thought were relevant here. So I just wanted to share a little bit of that before we dive into exactly how to go about it. But, you know, they, they talk about how it's important to think through why you're actually hiring the person. So if you've decided, yes, we need somebody with some finance background, we need a, you know, somebody to help us with the financial side of the business besides, you know, yourself as the owner, you really want to think about why you're hiring it. Do you have a need and what kind of need do you have? And we're going to talk a little bit about that. I know in the previous episode, you talked about the different types of options you might have in hiring a CFO. So really try to think about why you're hiring, what need are you trying to fill and try to get as specific as possible and be able to communicate that, you know, whether it's through a job description or some kind of, you know, conversations you can have with people that you might be considering for this position and really what anxiety or pain are you trying to relieve, right? That's typically what we're doing as we go through this, like we're having a pain, right? We have all these finance questions. And as the business owner, we just, we don't have the answers or we're not confident in those answers because it's just what, you know, what we know, what we've heard. So really bringing that expert person on is probably the need you're trying to fill, right? You want somebody who knows, who can research it, who can confirm for you. So while you're going through that hiring process, really think about what you need, not what someone tells you you need, not what you think you might need, but like, what do you truly need that's going to help your day, you know, your life and your business and your day to day to get you through. So, you know, I work with a lot of small business owners and a lot of them don't really understand what a CFO does. They've heard of it. They know it's a high level finance person, but they don't know what they do. So I think that episode number 71, you know, was a great point of giving people an idea of what they, what they might need. But for sure, you know, as you decide you need to bring that person in, you want to think about what they're going to be doing for you, what they can help you with to make your life better and make the financial side of your business better and, you know, continue on that path. You are going to be focusing on the growth of your business. This person is going to come in and support you in those goals. So I do think it's really important to get your head around why you're hiring and make sure you have a good grasp of what that is, even if you don't know exactly what that person is going to do. I think once you kind of find that right fit, and as we talk today, you'll have a better idea of what you're, what you're looking for in that position. Yeah. Thank you for touching on that because that clarity is going to be important in this next step too, because we did discuss, and I know you, you've mentioned it, but the differences between a CFO a virtual CFO, a fractional CFO, there's a lot of different options. And I think traditionally, when you think of, I need to bring a CFO on into my business, a lot of people just think the traditional CFO route, right? You, you need to bring a full-time CFO in. And we discussed that there's different options back in the last episode. But in this one, I want to talk about how do you decide what you actually need in your business? Yeah. And I think that's a big question. And I just went through this with one of my clients too. You initially are like, yeah, I need a CFO full time sitting next to me, you know, 40 hours a week, they're going to just do everything. But if you have no CFO right now, that may not be the best first step for you. Because that's a big transition, right. you know, and it, it can be very costly, you know, and if you're a big enough company and have that need, you should go that route. Like if that is the need you have going back to that first question, and that's your pain point, like you need someone to manage some people that you have doing some, you know, basic accounting work, and you need them to be there and be able to answer questions and be available constantly, that may be a need you have. 
the problem we have with that is that, you know, you need to be a fairly larger business to be able to support the budget of that. You know, an average CFO costs around $200,000 between, you know, base pay, benefits, payroll taxes, all of those things. That's annually, right? Yeah, annually. Yes. So for the whole year. So again, broken down, it's not as much, but that's a big expense. And if you're not a big enough size business to be able to, you know, bring that in, that could be a deal breaker. Can't do it. Like, and we don't want you to think that because as we mentioned, there are different options, but thinking about what it means to bring that full-time person in, you know, they're going to be there and you are going to be responsible for their oversight fully because, you know, you're going to be directing them what to do. You're going to have to do things like give them employee reviews. How are they doing? Give them raises. You have to provide a computer. You know, some of these things aren't that big of a deal, but it's all kind of on you to make sure you have, do you have a space for them? Where are they going to sit? Like, great. They're going to be here. Where are they going to sit? Is it in a good spot where they have access to the right people that they need to be talking to, you know, so you do get that additional time, but you're also responsible for overseeing all that time. Do you, if you don't have 40 hours a week for this person, you know, that could start to become a bigger stressor for you because now the person's like, well, what do you need? What do I, what should I be doing? Like I'm not doing enough. And so um, hopefully you're bringing in somebody who's going to take management and ownership of that at that level who will guide you. But if you don't hire the right person, that may not come to fruition. So it's very difficult as a business owner to know that you got the right person. So it can be the right answer for you. If your business is growing fast enough, you're bringing enough enough revenue to cover these expenses and you really just need that person to take it and run with it. And you can get that right person that, you know, that might be the right answer for you. But a lot of the business owners, you know, we work with, they're not that at that level. They couldn't bring in a $200,000 a year expense period, even if, you know, the upside is huge. They just couldn't afford that. So if you're smaller, you might want to explore some of the other options we discussed in the previous episode, such as, you know, the fractional CFO or a virtual CFO, because those may just kind of get you going in the right direction where they're getting you thinking about things you're not thinking about, but they don't require, you know, you don't, you may not have a need for 40 hours a week for this person, but you definitely have the need for some strategic planning and some discussions with somebody who has that financial background and can give you some guidance and advice. So it's really a lower risk to bring in somebody on a part-time or virtual basis that isn't coming to your office and sitting there and like, what do I need to do now? And like, what am I going to do? You know, they would work with you virtually. They, you know, they would talk to you, have conversations with you, have meetings and start to guide you and direct you. So you have a little bit less, you know, risk in that regard. You're not having to pay a full salary. Those people may have other clients. So they share their, you know, potential 200,000 with lots of different people. So you're, again, you're getting a fraction of their time and you're paying a fraction of the cost. So you get what you need. So there's that advantage is that you're getting that expertise, but you're not having to pay the full cost. So, you know, that gives you that benefit. Also, if you can find a group that is virtual CFOs or fractional CFOs, and it's a group that maybe you've got recommended to from a colleague or you've read about online and you've had some discussions with them, you know, you have that base, you know, a lot of those firms have several people that are working within that firm and they have a base of people. If I don't know something, can I ask a colleague if, you know, you can get information from a group of people, which can be a benefit to you as well without hiring a group of people. Mm-hmm. So there is some upside going with that smaller fractional type service instead of a full-time in-house C- CFO. 
Yeah. And I think that that's a really important point to touch on too, because like you said, a lot of people, you know, they may think, okay, I'm at that point, I need a CFO. And then they get sticker shock when they look at how much that's actually going to cost them. And then just totally write it off. Like, okay, well, I'm clearly not at that level. I'm not a good fit for that yet because they don't know that there's other options available. So I think it's important to let people know that there's there's other flexible things that you can do to get that assistance and get someone with that expertise to help you grow without bringing on all that additional cost and risk and an additional employee that you have to take care of and you know all the things that come along with that. So I know we wanted to talk a little bit too about controller versus CFO because a lot of people don't know the difference between those two things either. Yeah. So what could I expect if I was to bring a controller on, what would I be able to achieve in my business versus a CFO? Yeah, that's a great question. And to your point, there's different options and you just want to look for somebody who can give you some additional guidance and expertise. And if you don't have anybody and all you have is, you know, somebody doing some bookkeeping for you, bringing in a controller may be a good, again, first step. You're like, I I think I need a CFO, but let's bring in somebody who's not quite at that level. So the difference, you know, as I see it, and, and it can differ for different people, but as I see it, a controller is really coming in and kind of just managing your finance department a little bit better. So they're looking at your accounting, they're helping you do some budgeting, they're making sure things are being done properly, just so that in order to do some of the higher level strategic work a CFO might be doing, such as strategic planning, such as forecasting, such as financial modeling, you really have to have a good base to work from. If you come in and there's absolutely no good solid foundation for your accounting and your finance system and how it's working, then the CFO is going to end up having to spend a lot of time just getting that structured and figured out. So the controller is kind of the head of that finance department, making sure things are getting paid timely. What kind of credit do you have? You know, how are you receiving the money? Are you receiving things, your, your receivables timely? Do you have any issues there? So they're just kind of looking at how the functioning is working and what they can do to improve that efficiencies, get accounting done better, making sure that your books are in good order. Sometimes we get into clients and the financials are a mess. Like you can't make any kind of business decisions when your financials are not in good shape. So before a CFO, who's going to be looking from a higher, more strategic viewpoint can come in and do a lot of that work, you need to have laid a good foundation. Um, And so that controller can kind of do that. And as I mentioned before, when I, when we started, um, I had a client who wanted a CFO, I need a CFO. I want, you know, all this time. And as we started to talk about what that client truly needed, he really just needed to get his finance department in order. And I was like, well, why don't we just start with that service? Because again, we can't do CFO level services for you if that's not in order and in good shape. So I'm like, let's start there. And like, that was a really good, yes, that's what he wanted in the end, as we discussed more like, yeah, that's actually what I need. Now that I'm talking to people, I don't need a CFO yet. I need this to get, you know, in better shape and in better order and somebody on top of it, you know, as a business owner, you have a lot of different things pulling your attention. And he just recognized, I don't have a lot of focus for the financial stuff, but I recognize how important it is. I know it has to be done. It has to be done right. has to be done by the right type of person who understands it. And that's not me. You know, so he was like, I just need this to be better (laughs) and get in better shape. So that way, when you do bring in either additional types of services, or finally, at some point, you really need a CFO, when that person comes in, 
they're not spending their time doing lower level work, trying to get to the point where they can do their, what their role truly is. So I think that's the difference, you know, the, the finance and the, the controller is overseeing that finance department and getting it into good shape. It's running smoothly. It's efficient. You're getting paid on time. You're paying bills on time. You have good access to credit if you need it. We're collecting receivables, like all of those things that end up taking up a lot of time if you're a business owner and you don't have someone managing that for you. So that's where you can really get some value. And it may be a better first step for you if you think you need financial help, but you're not sure you're ready for strategic planning. Like your head's just not there yet because all of those things stem from having a good, solid foundation of accounting and your finance department. So I hope that helps clarify a little bit the difference between what those types of roles would help you with. Yeah. And to your point, I think that highlights the importance of that first thing that we talked about as far as gaining clarity about what do I actually need in my business so that you're asking the right questions and determining, you know, you're not paying $200,000 for a full-time CFO when you really need a controller or, you know. Exactly. Right. And then as we're peeling back the layers of this too, we're seeing that there's stepping stones before you get to that high level CFO full-time need too, because below that is, you know, maybe a part-time or fractional CFO. And then below that is a controller. And, you know, have you explored those options? You were talking about how we can't even get to the VCFO strategic level planning and those level of services if we don't have a controller overseeing or someone overseeing the finance department and making sure that we have the groundwork laid. So some people say, well, I have a bookkeeper taking care of all those all of those things, you know, my accounts payable, accounts receivable. So why do I need a controller? Why do I need a VS- VCFO? Can you talk to me a little bit about that and the step? Sure. And I think bookkeepers and accountants are really great to have, you know, on your team because you need someone who's handling that transactional type data. And it's really important. And it is kind of the very first step. So if you don't have that, or if you're handling that yourself, that's probably the very first thing you want to outsource, right? And bring somebody in to help you with that. So it's really important to have that person. However, if you do have that person and your bookkeeping seems to be going well, the problem you have is that you don't know if your bookkeeping is being done well or not, as you know, you don't have the expertise to look at financials quickly and say, yeah, those aren't correct, (laughs) or you're missing data, or that's not accurate. You know, when that bookkeeper comes in, they're doing their job, right? They're entering data, they're paying bills, they're cutting checks, but they don't necessarily have, you know, the knowledge and expertise to make sure they're doing it all properly. They're not necessarily taking the next step to asking, you know, proactive questions like, oh, it seems like this bill is getting kind of high. Like maybe we can get this bill reduced. They're doing typically the job, right? They're entering the data, they're getting it in, they're reconciling the accounts, hopefully, if they're doing what they need to be doing, but they're not necessarily taking that next step and being proactive about things. And that's where the controller level and a CFO level level is they're going to come in and they're going to start asking those questions. They're going to make sure that those things are done correctly. And especially, you know, to your point, maybe it's not a CFO level that you need. It's a controller level. Make sure all those things are in good shape and, and, and you're getting the data. You, you have data available you know, step one, if you have that working, that's great. You do need that person, but they're not going to take your business to the next level and ask pressing questions and tough questions. I have a lot of 
conversations with clients that I'm asking questions that are tough. If their business is struggling, is this business working? How can we make it better? You're not bringing in enough cash. It's been happening for months and months. Like mm -hmm. you have to have sometimes tough conversations with clients and a bookkeeper is not going to do that. An accountant right. isn't going to do that. And so you really want that person to be looking out for your business financially and kind of bringing you into the loop on things that you may know and are pushing back and don't want to think about. And so it's good to have that person who is there for the business and is looking out for the business and asking those tougher questions because they can help you plan. You know, are you struggling with cash, but it's a timing thing. So can we get you some credit somewhere, a credit line for the time being, because there's a timing issue or is the business model just not working? And maybe that person, you know, the controller or BCFO can kind of talk through like, why is it not working? What could we change to make it better? and right. you know, improve the business. So those are things you're not gonna get from a bookkeeper level or accountant level person that may be on your team and may be a very important part of the team, but you know, they're gonna just do you know, their portion, which is good and potentially good. I've also seen people not do such a good job at that. You know, so you think you have it all under control and they're doing the basic things they need, but they may not be recording payroll correctly, or they may not be helping get you know, receivables paid more quickly, you know, things that, could be beneficial that a controller or CFO is definitely going to ask questions about and push the envelope to get those things in order. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I, what I've heard a lot too is, well, I have a bookkeeper and then I have my tax CPA. So they work together and my bookkeeper sends them everything at the beginning of the year. And that's great. I'm, I'm taken care of. But talking about those things that you're not getting, it's it highlights the importance of the checks and balances that you put into place too, when you have multiple people working on it, because if you only have one person, I mean, humans, there's error too, you know, just right. even yeah. if they are doing a good job, there's things that they might miss and having a controller or VCFO gives the opportunity for multiple checks and balances to make sure that those things aren't missed. And sometimes those are big things. Right. That's one of the things I, I am, I'm also seeing a lot of upside with, and it's just the, the more people, even things like payroll, mm -hmm. payroll is a con, you know, it's a relatively straightforward thing you have to do. If you're paying four or five people, it's not that complicated, but as you pay 20, 30, 40 people, they're getting incentives. They might, mm -hmm. you know, be getting reimbursements. Like it gets complicated and no matter how good of a person you are and data, or like detail oriented and very good with data entry, like you can just easily, you know, put something in wrong. Right. And so it is nice to have those, you know, I really love working with one of the teams that we work with a client. We have an accountant, we have a CPA on the team, and then we have me working as a controller. We have a team of three of us and, you know, it's payroll. People aren't super worried about it, but it's a lot of people and people get very upset when their payroll is not correct. Right. Right. It's really yeah. important to get it accurate. And having those levels of people allows you to avoid mistakes. Like if the accountant doesn't see it, typically the next level of review is like, hey, this looks odd. Oh, shoot, I, I didn't mean to do that. You know, so that that really does help when you kind of start to get that team. When you have, you know, to your point about the tax person and the bookkeeper, you know, those people are pretty much looking at historical data, right? Your bookkeeper is entering the data that already happened or cutting checks right now. And your tax person is pulling your, you know, financials from last year to figure out what you owe in taxes. Neither of them, you know, to, through no fault of their own, 
are looking futuristically at your business to see where you can go and what are the next things you need to be thinking about on the financial side of things. So that's, again, where the VCFO and controller level services can really benefit you as a business owner. Right. Yeah. Getting more proactive versus the reactive, which a lot of people associate with accounting, right? You know, you think of accounting, oh yeah, it's just, you know, making sure that all the information's in there correctly. But in this higher level- It it may be historical, but historical information helps you predict the future. Right. So you want to have solid financials and, and data to look back on so that you can use that to do financial modeling. How are you going to plan the future if you have no sense for what has happened in the past. So right. it is really important to have, you know, both. You want to have both in, tan- in tandem. Right. Okay. So now that we've discussed the costs and the the levels and kind of how that progresses in a business, now we come to where to find one. Okay. I know what I need. I've gained clarity. Maybe I need a controller or I've decided I need a VDCFO or a fractional CFO. Now what? Where do I go? Well, hiring is never easy, right? It's always hard to find good people. So mm-hmm. I think that's a first thing to just realize, like you're not going to just find this person that you need, you know, the first chance you get. So I think it's really good to kind of go through typical steps when looking to hire someone, right? Do you have any colleagues that you work with either in the same business or similar businesses that are working with any types of controllers or VCFOs? And just get recommendations. Maybe they have some, maybe they, you know, have heard of some or were considering, you know, maybe they decided it wasn't for them, but they they know of a group of virtual CFOs that have done good work. Or, you know, maybe they happen to know a CFO who's looking for a full-time job and you're trying to find one. You know, just talking about it with colleagues, friends, family, anybody you know could elicit it, right? If you start talking about things, it's when you start hearing more about it. Like, wait, you you've heard of this virtual CFO firm? great. I'd love to like learn more. So I'll go to their website and learn more, reach out for a free consultation. You can also reach out if you have a current CPA, which you likely do, because you have to do tax returns. Um, Maybe they, they offer those services. So maybe reach out to their firm, or if they don't, they may have a referral for you. You know, that's not some, those aren't services we provide, but we do work with this group and we can give you their information and reach out to them and they can kind of talk through what they, they can help you with. You can also Look, you know, if you look online, you can search the web for different services and look for, you know, a team of people that can help you. One benefit, again, of having the fractional or virtual types CFO is that a lot of those firms will offer lots of different services and have a team of people working on them. They may have some bookkeepers and accountants that you might need. They may have some, you know, controllers and CFOs. So you can kind of grow with them. And that way you're not having to start over after, you know, we've decided to hire a controller. Now we need a CFO. Now where do I go? You know, you can kind of grow with the firm if if that's something that you're interested in and that they offer. So again, just I think one of the things is just, just reaching out and trying to learn as much about what options you might have and people who could recommend them to you, your CPA, your colleagues, and then just doing some research online and just trying to find some virtual firms, you know, local firms, if that's something you, you know, if you really want to have that person with you even if it is part-time, they there might be fractional services that are going to come to your office and still talk with you, but just not 40 hours a week. So you got to go through the, the process. It's always hard to find good people, no matter what the process is, but right. you know it's worth the time and effort and energy and research to make sure you get the right fit for your, for your business. Yeah. 
And I know we've talked about this in prior episodes, but always looking for, I think we've said at least three options and having conversations, yeah. getting quotes so that you're well-rounded and you know the different types of answers that you're getting from the same questions. You know, develop your questionnaire, talk to different people so that you can get a sense of how they work, what the pricing is going to be. So you get not just information from one area, like you said, recommendations from colleagues are great, but don't just go with that person just because they recommended that. You know, obviously they have some gold stars there, some brownie points for the word of mouth referral. However, you do want still want to explore other options and make sure that that's the best fit for your company. Yeah, definitely having options is always good because what you get as a first quote and you're like, gosh, that's high or mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's too high. But then if you get three more quotes and they're all higher, <laughs> right, you realize, oh, you know, like it just gives you better information. Even if you choose at that point, you, you can't afford it because it's a little bit more than you thought. But having that get knowledge, you know, you get knowledge, you may decide, hey, we're gonna have to wait six months, I need to get a little bit more financially sound before I can bring that person in. But this is this is what I want. I know the cost of it now. I definitely think it's going to be worth it. Because I think there will be some up upside. A lot of bringing these types of people in is going to be a return on investment, right? Right. So while you're going to have to pay these people, ideally, they're going to be helping you save money in the long run. They're going to find ways to you know, increase your revenue, reduce some expenses. So hopefully they're paying for themselves in the long run. Yeah. And when you were talking about the the pricing too, what I like to do is go back and ask the first person I talked to, say I got a big quote. Then I go back and say, well, you know, I called some other companies and I got these quotes. What it, What would be the difference between your services and these other ones that they're offering? Because sometimes you don't understand like, recent example, we're redoing our fence. And you know, we're looking at Home Depot, they're obviously leader with price, but we have a fence company down the street. And they theirs is reinforced with metal and all kinds of different things that you wouldn't know just looking at it. You know, so right. if you have dogs, yeah. obviously, kind of an offshoot example, but there's <laughs> reasons why certain things are priced higher, because you're getting more that may not be on the surface that you see, you know, right. so it's worth right. it to have that conversation. You may not need the metal reinforced fence. Maybe you don't right. have dogs and you don't care. And it, Home Depot makes more sense. But if you do, then it's like, oh, well, that makes sense. I'd rather pay the extra and have a more sturdy, you know, option. Right. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a good point. Like asking questions about that, because most people should be fairly straightforward with you. Here are, these are the why, you know, this is why the price is what the price is. Right. You know, if it's high and you're like, oh gosh, that's too much, you know, and if they're not a full-time CFO, you know, you want to figure out like, what are they going to give me? Are they going to give me a lot of their time and attention and they have a lot of experience? Right. And I'm not going to have to pay someone full-time. Like that's still some really great upside for you because you're going to get a lot of that expertise without having to pay the full cost of a CFO. So definitely ask those questions. I think that's a really, a really great point. Yeah. And so obviously we're having this conversation because we are virtual CFOs, right? We have this insight. We know kind of the stepping stones of what you need to get to that level. So if you are in the market and you'd like to research, you know, what that would look like for your business, like, do you need this help? What Maybe you need help just clarifying. Do I need a controller? Do I need a VCFO? We do offer a free discovery call. 
And you can sign up on our website. It's real easy. We have a calendar all laid out for you. You can go to pjscpas.com forward slash contact and sign up for that free discovery call and, you know, just explore your options. Like we said, there's a lot that your business can achieve with these higher level proactive accounting services, and it's definitely worth the investment. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> All right. Do you have any summary that you'd like to provide for our listeners? I think it's just important to evaluate your needs for your business. And we got into connecting financial experts with entrepreneurs and small businesses for this reason exactly, is that they need financial guidance and wisdom. And it's not typically something everybody has, especially small business owners that are entrepreneurs. You know, they're very big picture thinking and you don't always want to be bogged down with the financials, but somebody in your business needs to be. So you've got to figure out who's going to be that person. You know, otherwise it could mean that, that your business isn't going to survive but it could. And so that's why I think it's really important to think about who's handling that financial aspect of it. It doesn't have to be you, but it does need to be somebody who has some financial and business background. So you really want to make sure you have somebody on your team. If it's a, you know, if you have a friend that can help you with that, but if you're truly trying to grow and continue to see success with your business, you really need somebody on the finance side. And that's really why we exist at all. We think that entrepreneurs and small businesses should and can have that support at not the full cost of a CFO or a controller. And that's why we exist and why we love helping small businesses, because it's something that we can do on a smaller basis and really help them with their businesses. And I think that's the great takeaway here. Get somebody to help you. You will see tons of success from that because you'll have somebody on your side watching out for your financial success in your business and not just the business overall. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing with our listeners today, Jamie. I think it was a, a good conversation and helpful to go over all of those options and the flexibility and maybe open eyes to some other opportunities that they didn't know were available. So, yep. It's great chatting with you. All right. Well, thank you so much. Keep that momentum going and we'll see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.